0: Welcome to the Talent Talk with Robert Walters podcast, where we speak to business leaders around the globe to bring you the latest trends and insights from the world of work.
1: Hi, uh, I'm uh, Emmanuel Lenore, uh, Senior Consultant at uh, Robert Walters Vietnam, and I am uh, your host today for our Talent Talk. Uh, with uh, Robert Walters. So this Talent Talk is our lead, le- leadership series, where we interview business leaders, recruitment experts, and career growth specialists on their careers, leadership lessons, and their latest talent trends. So today, I have the pleasure to uh, welcome uh, Hong Lei, who is the head of uh, GrabMart for uh, Merchant and Strategy at Grab and uh i'm very happy to welcome uh, her in this uh podcast so thank you very much for making the time uh, for us uh, today
0: Thank you for having me Uh, uh i can call you manu right
1: <laughs> yes Manu is 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 good uh so i mean you as as we discuss uh you 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 have a, a wide experience in uh in uh, in in marketing and and e-commerce uh you have been uh, uh working for, for several uh, companies in this field uh, in the past. You started your career in uh, in Nestle and then you moved to uh, Unilever, Reckley, Bekinser and, uh, and uh, Lazada. Uh, I saw also that you you took uh, you launched your own business uh, related to organic food and I will be glad to hear more about this project later as a, as an entrepreneur. Uh, and then uh, you a couple of years ago you joined um, uh, a Grab Mart in in Vietnam uh, so I'm, I'm very uh, looking forward to hear from you about your insight about uh, the, the change and the evolution of the digital uh, and e-commerce uh, ecosystem uh, for the past few years because you have been able to observe that in uh, different companies different uh, industry so and then as a as an employee but also as a as a, as a business owner so I think I really uh, look forward to to speak to you uh, about that
0: yeah. Uh, so thank you for your questions. Um, I have to say that, uh, in the last couple of years, um, the, uh, industry has changed a lot. Um, so we see, um, lots of companies, uh, moving from a traditional, um, models into a more, uh, past-based moving, uh, digital, um, in- industry. And, and so I think that, um, being very, I'm very lucky to be able to you know, join uh, some of the very big companies and all the companies, they have a um, very, very driven um, business agenda to grow. And I think uh, that is also where I see the business um, is going right now. So mm-hmm. there's nothing, um, what you call is uh, definite, like uh, there's no business model that would be fixed. Uh, forever, so everything changing so fast, and uh, the company as well as the people in the industry have to change uh, very fast accordingly as well. Um, so I think, um, so um, in short, I think the uh, industry will evolve uh, more and more models in the future. Um, what we see today doesn't mean that uh, it will uh, define us the tomorrow. So we've been hearing a lot of, let's say, uh, in the last couple of uh, months, we hear a lot about Web3 and Metaverse, right? Uh, so those things can be also uh, some very new um, industry coming up as well. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Uh, as I mentioned previously, you, you have uh, you have been for the past 10 years work uh, for different industries and you've been able to observe uh, the digital transformation and, uh, and the e-commerce uh, growing uh, in, uh, in Vietnam. So, like during those 10 years, between 10 years ago and now, how do you see uh, brands and companies launching their product online? And what's the difference between 10 years ago and now in terms of how they approach uh, e-commerce?
0: Yeah. So there are a lot of changes recently on how the company launched their products. right? Uh, first is the speed to market. Um, before when you launch a uh, product, uh, there was a lot of steps involved and uh, different stakeholders uh, need to make decisions and in every stage you need to wait. Um, so now uh, with this uh, speed of uh, digital, uh, everything is must. Uh, much, much faster. Uh, companies can stay ahead of the game. Digital can help them quickly adjust the plan at this stage and help the company to make changes when necessary so they can test and learn and uh, redo uh, immediately. Uh, that's the first thing. The secondly, uh, the second thing is uh, the route to market. Um, they also, um, right now, there are a lot of chances to uh, implement the omni channel strategy, uh, especially after the covid Um, So, with the digital um, transformation, it can help the company to understand the cost of sales better and they can use data analytics to uh, develop optimal um, sales channel and decide which one is the best for them. So, it's also good uh, for their return on investment as well. Um, So, with this, I can see that um, the gap between the big and the small companies uh, are getting smaller. Um, Chances for the companies who can optimize and adopt better, uh, they can win better.
1: Interesting. And uh, so, I guess, as you mentioned, there, there, there has been a lot of uh, evolution due to the COVID. Uh, maybe can you give me an example of uh, what you used to see uh, with brands before COVID and what the the difference you can see now after COVID uh, in terms of uh, Uh, I mean, as you say, like speed to market and uh, agility in terms of using uh, e-commerce?
0: I think there are, um, I think the biggest thing is the mindset. Um, Before COVID, a lot of companies, they were still very skeptical about e-commerce. They don't know if this is, um, it's just, you know, a purse, a temporary purse, or it's something, you know, long-term. Um, and especially with a small company, they will see that, okay, uh, should I just uh, diversify myself uh, from the traditional sales channel? Um, but uh, it's very interesting. Yesterday, I was talking to one of my friends. Um, he's working in e-commerce as well. And he said that um, a lot of um, margin and brands, they will come to him um voluntarily and ask um, you know, like what can I do? How can I be on your platform? Or also, we also see a lot of people interested in in you know learning about new channels. Um, so this is very um this is very something very interesting. Or even I can say if I meet um so before um you know with my previous startup I also have a chance to work with a lot of farmers, right? Mm. And farmers is the one of the People, they don't really care so much about you so, <laughs> or you're selling online. Uh, but now they were just like really interested in how, uh, you know, they can participate in this. Um, so I think the the biggest change is the attitude. Yeah, I think that is a very, uh, very good sign. Yeah.
1: Exactly. I, I was also discussing with uh, people in education tech and they were, they were sharing with me that, even at the beginning of COVID, like the parents, they didn't want to pay the school fee because they say, like, it's work, uh, like, study at home. We, the, the students are not in the class, so we will not pay. And now I think the, the game changed. And then uh, parents are very open to pay uh, online classes uh, for, their, for their children.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And, uh, and it happened the same before with the travel tech. Uh, and now it happens in, in other industries. Yeah,
0: I think it's involved in um, every industry, yeah. It's a, it's, a bigger, it's a big shift, yeah.
1: Exactly. So in general, what are the, the challenges that you think companies are, are facing in the, the, the digital space? And are there any factors uh, that the, some company may miss at the beginning when they launch uh, their e-commerce or digital business?
0: Yeah, I think um, the biggest challenge is um, people, right? Um, It's not only in digital, but it's in every uh, kind of business. But specifically uh, right now, because the industry is growing so fast, so there's a big shortage of talent, especially in the high-growth industry, like e-commerce, tech, or recently Web3. You know, like there's a lot of of new demands, but the skill sets are not ready yet. And the current curriculum are not really up to date uh, to that need as well. Um, so it's very uh, it's very necessary that companies they keep preparing for a talent pipeline, especially in the digital workforce, to miss to meet this talent uh, challenge. Um, so I think beside the new hires, uh, companies they can upskill um, the training with the, uh, for the existing employees. Um, and I know, interestingly, some companies, they even have a specific OKR uh, to digitalize um, certain potential of uh, their employees as part of their digital transformation. So I think, I think um, you, know, um, you know, always putting the people with the right mindset is very important. And secondly, is the technology, right? So when people talk about technology, uh, people might think, uh, oh, I need to do lots of heavy investment. But it's not necessary, and it's not always the case, right? Um, So, for example, companies uh, with a heavy traditional or indirect sales, uh, they could. um, That will be hard for them to uh, put a lot of investment and see the payout right away. Uh, So, what they can do is that they can gradually. Uh, work with other third party, with other partners to, um, to test and learn and see the results. And as that, and they can see, you know, every, every uh, activity they're doing, as long as they keep it, uh, as a top of mind, um, as an integral part of the daily business, I think that we do a result. So, um, so I think again, um, technology and with the mindset of how to apply technology in everyday business is very important.
1: Exactly. And I think we, we see a lot of uh, companies, uh, trying to, uh, uh, approach this, uh, this, uh, e-commerce industry because as you mentioned, they are the brands and sometimes they are the, the marketplace or, and then there is a gap in between in terms of technology because the brands, they are not born digital. So they, uh, sometimes need to have either a service company or technology to support them to implement on the on the on the e-commerce and uh, i think we have seen the growth of uh, e-commerce uh, enabler in uh, in vietnam and in all southeast asia and uh, apparently those also e-commerce enabler who first started to uh, to uh, work more on the service side so uh, related to uh Working with the marketplace to help the brand to launch on marketplace, and then those companies they are now also launching technology, uh, software as a service to facilitate uh, uh, the brands when it comes to uh, integration and launching their own uh, e-commerce.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think that um, you know, trying to leverage those um, tools and those partners uh, will you better results than you know always have to invest by yourself. Yeah.
1: Correct. So yeah, we've we seen also, I mean, different industry, but also in fintech where uh, some, some banks trying to launch their own digital banking, but yeah. it's uh, require a lot of uh, financial effort and the results are not uh, guaranteed. So I think, uh, I mean, of course, as you mentioned, it's test and learn and uh, some, some do uh, some mistake and it's, there is no right or wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think is the best, the 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 next big thing or trend in e-commerce or digital marketing, uh, and uh, how do you position yourself uh, as a as a talent to be ready for for this?
0: Yeah, so um, I think since D two C e-commerce becoming a priority in a lot of companies, right? Um, so um, there will be a challenge that uh, lots of companies won't depend on third-party platform. But you said that uh, you know third-party platform enabler, etc. Um, there are tools, but uh, as we see, uh, it's getting more and more crowded, right? So obviously, um, there will be more choices for um, uh, shoppers. Um, you know, more companies joining in um, the market. Um, hence uh, it's getting more competitive um so i think in the short term um, services um, that that Offer better convenience, better interactions, better personalizations. Uh, we get more attention of the shopper. And certain formats of e-commerce will continue to grow. You know, uh, in 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 the past, we have um, web e-commerce, and now we have quick commerce, and then we have social commerce. So there are different formats. Uh, as long as uh, we put our shopper as a top of mind to serve them. Um, so I think that would be the the key the key point here. Uh, so, for instance, um, one one example in America, we see Walmart they offering a new service in home cross-free delivery to busy you know, to serve the busy workers. Um, so when when they get home, then can see their uh, their cross-free ready home in in their fridge ready. Okay, so I love this service. <laughs> okay. So something like that. Um, so you know. Put your your user, your shoppers at your top of mind, see how you can serve them differently uh, and at the best. Uh, I think that would be something um, the the market will evolve to. Um, And I think um, in the long term, we also need to watch out for the new trends. Uh, So we see the emergence of the metaverse. I think this is very interesting as well, how it will impact the way shoppers shop in a hyper-personalization way. Um, so this is something very futuristic, right? Uh, but we also think that is something very uh, interesting to watch as well.
1: Correct, and I think uh, Vietnam uh, is one of the country ahead of the curve when it comes to uh, a blockchain metaverse. Uh, I think uh, as a, as a recruiter we are we are seeing a lot of Local companies or international companies who want to, uh, invest in Vietnam. Uh, and I think the main reason is because of the tech talents okay. are in Vietnam. So I think, uh, I think it's an advantage because uh, at the end, uh, we have, uh, IT and developers who are, uh, developing skills in the, this ecosystem, blockchain, web three metaverse, and they, And then I think at some point, as you mentioned, maybe some uh, e-commerce company may uh, develop this kind of uh, technology. And I think Vietnam will be uh, uh, on the top of the, of the, of the curve. So I think it's, it's great. And also on our side, we see the, the, the development. We don't know where it's going to lead, but (laughs) uh, I think it's uh, interesting to, 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 to see that. Um, so maybe for my, for my final question. Um, so. I, I when I introduce you uh, I mentioned that you have been working for for major uh brands um like as you mentioned like uh, Nestle Unilever Lazada and Grab uh looking back at your career what was the what would be the the piece of uh, career advice you would like to share with our audience who are uh manager and potential uh, future director and who want to grow their career in uh, in this uh, in this field
0: Um, I think uh, one biggest advice is uh, never stop learning and growing yourself, Um, especially in the face of change in this workplace is um, very drastic, right? Um, What you know today won't work tomorrow. And um, we're going to see the fundamental change in the workforce in the next 10 years, right? Um, In the last 10 years, we see a lot of changes and it's keep uh, keep, um, changing. So um, I think um, personally, I think for me, I also remind myself that you always need to learn regardless of your age, right? <laughs> uh, so um, even like you learn from the younger people who have different skill set um, and, you know, you know, complementary to each other. Um, so you always watch out and look for the new things um, in the industry. Um, you can also practice doing this by intentional learning in everyday life uh, through courses um taking new projects and meet up with experts in the field uh, certain areas there's no specific curriculum yet so you have to really you know go there out there and explore by yourself but i think the attitude is very important um to to, to you know to maintain and to be able to be successful
1: interesting and uh i think your your career is uh, i would like to ask you another question about your your career because uh, as you mentioned, you 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 have been working for corporate, and then you 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 launch your own business, and then you return uh, to corporate. And we have a lot of candidates who, after uh, launching their own business, are a bit less confident uh, to come back to the job market because they think, oh, uh, companies don't value my skills, uh, my CV doesn't look as good as as before, so. Yeah maybe you can share with us briefly your experience with that and how you leverage your, your business, uh, your startup later in your, in your career.
0: Yeah. I think, um, the most important thing is you need to listen to your heart. I know it sounds very uh, cheesy, but you really need to know what you like and you're passionate about. And, um, and then uh, that that will be the decisive factors of uh, if you're gonna be successful in the next role or not, right? Um, obviously, you need experience. You need skills that um, to to really achieve that. Uh, so I think actually my past experience is very complementary on what I'm doing right now. So um, so with my current position, um, the role requires me to be. You know, be able to deal with big corporate, to be you know working in in a process, um, in the process uh, role, but also um, as a company is growing and expanding, I need to have that kind of entrepreneur mindset to really uh, set up the team, or um, and also the industry itself is the industry that I really uh, passionate about. It's about eat grocery, so um, so I think this is uh the complementary, right, uh, um. You don't think that you know A is A, B is B, and C is C because now nothing is really um, that uh, separate, right? Um, so everything is complementary as long as you know your core value, what you're passionate about, and how you can curl or add in the value to the business. Uh, that is the most important thing, and then I think you should show um, that ability.
1: Exactly, and uh, actually, recently I talked to. Um, a few uh, startups in the region who want to launch in Vietnam. And uh, when we ask them about uh, looking for a country manager and when we ask them about the requirements, uh, always they ask us, we don't want someone who has been working only for corporate. We want someone who has been working for startup before uh, because the mindset and the dynamic is different. So I think companies like now entering Vietnam and want to launch the, 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 the part the, the, of the business in Vietnam from, from Singapore or Indonesia. They are looking for people who have entrepreneur mindset, who have entrepreneur experience. And uh, it's a requirement. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's great to hear. So we, we come to the, to the end of the, of this uh, session. So thank you very much, uh, Hong, for your, for your time. It was very great to hear from your insight and personal advice. Uh, I'm sure you, our audience appreciate the learning about your experience in the digital and e-commerce uh, sector, and how it's uh, uh, pushing you to to st- always grow and uh, and develop in uh, in this uh, this uh, this industry.
0: Yeah, thank you so much, Manu, for having me. Um, hopefully, um, you know I can see this broadcast soon uh, live.
1: Thank you. Uh, so to our listeners and viewers, don't forget to stay tuned for our next epi- episode. Uh, take care and uh, goodbye.